Hello, where we explore the history, story, and cultural impact of a different character or group every episode. I'm Blue. And I'm Jay. And today uh, is going to be my excuse to talk about furries. Uh, we're we're going to be talking about uh, uh, the blue blur, the fastest thing alive. <laughs> You're too slow. I know it's not a nickname, but whatever. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, I was just telling Jay uh, a lot of young furries. Uh, basically, like, their gateway drug is Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Like, that's how people discover that they're a fairy. Uh, like, Sonic OCs, and from there, they make, like, personas and stuff. Uh, because it's, it's very, very easy. Every character in this world is named their name, the whatever animal they are. Sonic the Hedgehog, Knuckles the Echidna, Tails the Fox, Rogue the bat, blaze the cat. It's very easy. Um, so it's like you just pick a character, or, or you pick an animal that you like, and you give them one name. It doesn't need to be a full name. You fucking Chowder the Rhino, whatever. Like, you, uh, there probably is. So, like, there's so many. Uh, in fact, uh, Jay and all of you listeners at home, here's a fun little game you can play. Google your first name, the Hedgehog, and see what image comes up. Uh, I, I've already done mine, and it's about early two thousands, as you might imagine. It's very fun. Um, but uh, for those of you who don't know anything about Sonic the Hedgehog, which is very weird because he's one of the most prolific video game characters. Um, Sonic was created by Sega. Uh, he first appeared the year I was born, actually, 1991, um, in uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. He was he was designed. Okay, so in the late 80s, early 90s, Sega was actually the predominant. Uh, uh, oh, what's the word when you're like fighting against someone? Uh, a competition. They were the main competition for Nintendo. Um, which is something I don't think a lot of people, like younger gamers these days, know. Like, do you know that uh, Sega and Nintendo used to duke it out? Yeah, I did. Nintendo, yeah. or it's they had a saying. It was like uh, Nintendo does, or no, <laughs> Sega does what Nintendo don't. That's yeah, it that's was. it. <laughs> uh, and uh, that was the days where they were trying to, like, really sell it by being like, <laughs> Nintendo only does 8-bit, Sega does 32-bit, whoa! And nobody knew what a bit was, but it didn't matter. It had more. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that was the Sega Genesis, was the 32-bit console, which... It was like prior to that, it was 16-bit. So everyone was like, well, it's double. That's crazy. Um, yeah, the 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 main uh, story is very simple. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog is a blue hedgehog that lived in uh, Green Hell Zone. And he lived in this like foresty area 
with all of these woodland creature creatures and this mad scientist um, who's got two names, Dr. Robotnik or Dr. Eggman. It's, it, I think like Robotnik is actually like his legal last name, but people just call him Eggman. Um, he's just a fat guy, fat guy, big old bushy orange mustache. Uh, he, he was like, Hey, you know, what would be rad as fuck if I just took a bunch of woodland creatures and turned them into robots. Like if I just start scooping out all their organs and replacing them with cyborg parts. Uh, and so he was doing that. And so in the game, what you're actually doing aside from just running through the level and like bopping Eggman on the head of his robot at the end of every level is like, there'd be cages and you would like, break them and a bunch of woodland creatures would come out because you're saving them from being turned into the same robot enemies that you fight throughout the game in fact i think every time you beat one of the robots a woodland creature like pops out like i guess they just get better um so that was sonic's main thing uh and it was taken to the extreme with uh sonic sat am which is just the shorthand, the fan shorthand for the Saturday morning Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. I should say there was two. There was a, an original Sonic, uh, you know, cartoon, which was sort of more in the vein of like Ren and Stimpy or Ed, Ed, and Eddie, one of those like, you know, very wacky kid shows, right? But mm. uh, the the one I'm talking about is the second one, which actually got like really dark. It introduced characters like the princess Sally Acorn and Bunny Rabot, who she managed to escape from Eggman's uh, place halfway through being turned into a robot. So one of her arms and one of her legs are robotic. Damn. Um, yeah. Uh, and a freedom fighter, like a resistance versus the evil empire kind of deal in that show is really cool. It's not at all a bad premise for a series. And they've had Archie comics and, you know, video games and, uh, like, like I said, TV shows. They've had animes, Sonic X, uh, as much as I hate that fucking theme song, a lot of people loved it when it came out. I, I don't know. Do you know about the Sonic X theme song? No. So I have this issue with repetition. I get really annoyed really quickly if something is needlessly repeated over and over. And... The theme song for Sonic X was literally gotta go fast. Gotta oh, I go know fast. That. Gotta go faster, 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 faster. And they just keep doing that. And I'm just like, ah, I hate it. <laughs> it, it drove me insane. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, as uh, there, there was a lot of like late 90s, early to mid 2000s, quote unquote, cartoons that I feel like a lot of kids didn't realize were actually anime. They were just being dubbed. Uh, Pokemon was another one. I hear a lot of people refer to Pokemon as a cartoon. And then when people point out like the newer Pokemon series, they're like, oh, they're making a Pokemon anime. Like, what do you mean? It was always an anime. <laughs> uh, but regardless, uh, Sonic is pretty fucking like well known he's appeared in wreck it ralph i remember that cameo caught me off guard um you know super smash brothers that was a big deal when he came out in brawl like uh, he was designed to be able to uh compete with mario 
who, as we've already said, everybody knows Mario. So maybe not quite everyone knows Sonic, but a damn lot of people do. Um, and then Sega fucking died. Like <laughs> they they don't make video game consoles anymore. They got completely beat out uh, around the time that Sony entered the picture. Sega's last console was the Sega Dreamcast, which was a pretty good console, but uh, it was competing against like the Nintendo sixty four at that point. So they were already like, you know, struggling a bit. And then the PlayStation came out. And with shit like Spire the Dragon and Crash Bandicoot, <laughs> Sega was like, oh, we're done, aren't we? So they they then became a strictly software company. They were just making games and stuff. Uh, the problem is most Sonic games are bad. That's right. I'm putting it out there. Most of them suck. Really? Uh, yep. <laughs> like, okay, the original Sonic the Hedgehog game, people have fond memories of it, but even it, from a pure gameplay perspective, isn't... I don't want to say it's it's badly designed, but I think the core aspect of the gameplay runs counterintuitively to the level design. Like, the main draw of Sonic is to fly through these levels super fast and feel like a powerful speedster, which means when you make the levels like a platforming element, like it's a Mario game, um, you're constantly having to stop uh, and lose all the momentum that you had. Uh, and because you're because it's still designed to be you know fast, it's a much bigger level than say a Mario level. So there's a bunch of different routes you can take. Uh, but when you're going that fast, you can't even like process which way leads to what or anything. So literally, the only way you can actually effectively fly through a level, feel super strong and fast and cool, is if you've already played the level enough times to memorize shit. Oh, so it's extremely not new player friendly. And I can attest to this because my first video game console as a child, when I was four years old, was a Sega Genesis. And one of the first games I ever played was Sonic the Hedgehog. And as a little kid with anger issues, I will tell you, my mom heard a lot of screaming. <laughs> um, uh, and they would later try to rectify it by making it a 3D sort of game, right? So now like you can actually see... Worse. Huh? I said I feel like that would make it worse, wouldn't it? In some ways it made it better, because now that you were behind Sonic and you could see what's in front of him, you had more like uh, of a depth of field to be able to plan out where you, like, you could see where things went. You could take in the environments more quickly and easily. So you didn't feel overwhelmed by the sense of speed, but it didn't actually slow him down. So in that way, it was made better. But what was made worse was the way Sonic interacted with enemies and objects in his environment, because now he had to aim. And one of his main moves is just doing a quick spin dash forward and like tackling the enemy. And so when you go to hit one person that you want to prioritize, but like because of like the jolty jitteriness of the attack, you wind up missing and hitting someone else. You're just like, God damn it. And it fucks you up. Um, 
and they're not great at programming these 3D levels. There have been so many, just watch some of the Game Grumps clips of them playing Sonic games. They are rife with bugs. People talk about how much they are fond of Sonic Adventure 2, which is one of these early 3D games. And I want, you know, some years back, I want to say, what, uh, eight years ago or something, I, I tried playing Sonic Adventure 2 on my PlayStation 3. And I was like, oh, this fucking sucks. <laughs> um, it's not good. Uh, they're, I'm not saying all of the games are bad, right? Like some of them are good. Uh, I know Sonic Generations was actually uh, really, it was really cool because Sonic went through this redesign uh, in the uh, early 2000s, right? Uh, or mm. mid 2000s, maybe. Because like he used to be like short, kind of had like a little pot belly, really didn't talk. Um, and for the mid 2000s, they made him have longer legs. He seemed more lean. Um, he had more of a cocky attitude. Um he, he talked a lot more now. He had like, so many one-liners and stuff. Um, and and so, in a lot of people's minds, there's two different Sonics. Well, that game, Sonic Generations, actually took that and ran with it. Uh, the Sonic that we had gotten used to playing as at that point, like a portal opened and little, little fucking potbelly Sonic who doesn't speak came out of it. And Tails was like, whoa, Sonic, it's the old version of you. <laughs> And um, it was cool because in that game, in some levels, you would play as modern Sonic, you know, going through a fully 3D environment. But then sometimes it would turn into a side scroller where you were playing as old Sonic. Oh, that's odd. It was cool because like each level would be have a different style of gameplay. But they also made sure that both kinds of gameplay worked a lot better. Uh, Ironically, the game that had both actually did both of them better than any game that had specialized in one or the other. Um, and then uh, there's other ones. Like, I know uh, a couple years ago, there, there was actually like a fan-made project called Sonic Mania that um, wound up getting picked up by Nintendo and like actually got produced as an official Sonic game. Um, and everyone loved Sonic Mania because... It was like, let's take all the old gameplay elements of the old Sonic the Hedgehog games, the classic ones, refine them using the tools that we have today in the modern day, and just make really fucking good games. And they did. And I I think that same year, Sonic Forces also came out. And Sonic Forces, the actually officially developed one, was bad. Like, Sonic Team... I don't know what drugs they're on, but they keep making games that just keep sucking. Uh, Sonic Boom was a nightmare. Uh, uh, People talk about shit like Sonic and the Black Knight was terrible. Fucking. uh, Oh, one of the biggest offenders is uh, Sonic uh, the Hedgehog from 2006, where they tried to reboot the franchise. And so they had this like Final Fantasy looking girl who sonic wound up kissing like she was his love interest uh uh it it was not good in any way gameplay story graphics all fucking horrendous um there there's 
Uh, I'm going to bring up Game Grumps again because they tend to play all these Sonic games. There's a famous bit where um, Sonic has to fight. There's like multiple story modes, right? You play, you can play as Sonic, Silver, and Shadow. Excuse me. Um, Sonic has to fight Silver. And Silver's whole thing is he's telekinetic. He's like a hedgehog from the future or something. I don't know. Okay. And so every time, because like Sonic, again, his main thing is he runs really fast to the opponent, jumps, and then does like a dash tackle thing where he curls up into a ball and launches himself at the opponent. That's his main method of attack. Every time you go to do it, you just get telekinetically grabbed and lifted, and then you like get slammed down and lose all your rings. I, I guess I should say Sonic's main thing is he doesn't have a health bar. Uh, you collect rings in this game, but unlike in, say, Mario, where it's a function where if you collect 100 coins, you get a one-up, or in other games where collecting some sort of currency allows you to buy things at a shop, rings are Sonic's life. When you collect rings, uh, they're like uh, a backup. When you get hit, you lose some rings. So the more rings you have, the more hits you can take. And you have a chance to pick some of your rings back up when you do, you know, get hit and lose them after you're done being stunned. Um, But if you have no rings and you get hit, you just die. So Silver would just keep slamming Sonic around and lose all his fucking rings. Sometimes before he could even get out of stun lock to, like, move or do anything, Silver would immediately grab him again and then (laughs) slam him around. And it infuriated Aaron from Game Grumps. So then later, when they were playing Silver's story, and he got to do that from the other end, he, like, lost his mind. Like, he started cackling like a madman. Because um, Silver would say, it's no use. Take this! Whenever he, like, uh, slams you around. And so... Aaron was just like, ah, it's no use. It's no fucking use, Sonic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as that's just a one example of like terrible gameplay. Oh God, like gravity and physics mean nothing in that game. There's a bit where you're snowboarding and you start by snowboarding down a snowy hill, as you might expect. But like, you can literally stop and start on a dime you can turn around not like steering fighting a little bit against gravity no you you move full 180 smooth as hell you can go up the the snowy mountain with the same velocity and efficiency as you go down it (laughs) there's no kicking or anything by the way it's not like a special snowboard that is like you know, specially magnetically propelled or no, it's a fucking slab of metal. And yet for whatever reason, you could just whoop, right up the mountain. <laughs> um, or like there'd be a giant metal, like watchtower and like you bump into it with your shoulder and the entire thing shatters and falls apart because <laughs> it registered as a hit. And so you're just like, what the fuck? Um, the, the 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 whole thing with the games they're they're ridiculous. Um, uh, I I'll ask. Have you? So did you say? Have you played any of the games? No, I haven't. 
Okay. What what have you actually experienced with Sonic the Hedgehog? Like, tell me what you've seen of him. The only time I've actually experienced anything Sonic the Hedgehog was the show that you mentioned. I watched like a couple episodes as a kid. And then I've seen my mom play one of the games like once or twice. And that's it. Okay. I should say there was also another show in the um, mid to late 90s uh, called Sonic Underground, where he was part of a band. Um, it was like, a, I don't, that one's not as well known. It was like a sort of like rebel freedom fighter thing again, but this time they used instruments as like weapons and stuff. I don't know. Uh, so there was like three Sonic shows in the 90s and then there was sonic x in the 2000s and then in the 2010s they did a series of sonic boom which was they they decided to lean more into being silly for that one uh um there's some good gags in there like i've seen a few clips and there's some funny stuff in there it's not all terrible um but let's talk about some of the characters now. Sonic the Hedgehog himself. What an asshole. I, he's just... It's like they took the 90s kid extreme mindset of what people thought was cool back then and pushed it to the umpteenth degree. Where like he's just constantly mocking you and acting like a fucking idiot. Uh, uh, he's like... Uh, you're too slow. Uh, that's no good. <laughs> uh, smell you later, Eggman. <laughs> like stuff like that. Um, uh, for some reason, he has a fondness for chili dogs. Oh, I guess I, I should I should mention this before we go further. Uh, Brian David Gilbert did an amazing unraveled episode about Sonic the Hedgehog and the Sonic Bible. Um. Back when they were first creating the character, um, as you know, Sega is a Japanese company, but they also had an American um, outpost or whatever you want to call it. And they were sort of working in concert to try and come up with a mascot character that American audiences could enjoy. Um, And there was a lady that worked for Sega of America who she had written uh, a memo about what she envisioned Sonic the character to be, and they really pick and choose uh, stuff from it um, to come out with what their final product was. But, like, a lot of it was, like, backstory for what the fuck was Sonic Steel. Like, apparently the reason he likes chili dogs is because he used to be a real hedgehog, and he lived behind, like, a bowling alley, and so he would eat food from the dumpster of the bowling alley, which often included, like, half-eaten chili dogs. Damn. Um... (laughs) Yeah, uh, Ro- Robotnik was uh, like a father figure to Sonic, uh, but he accidentally got like genetically fused with a hard-boiled egg. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wish I made that up, but I didn't. Jesus Christ. Like the reason that he's fat and everything is literally because he's like half egg. Man, the 90s were weird. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, 
there, there was just a lot. I I genuinely like if you haven't watched Brian David Gilbert, the dude is a fucking legend. He's a bureaucratic wonderkind. Um, and you gotta you gotta look at his Sonic Bible um, episode of Unraveled uh, because it also pokes fun at biblical literalism, which I'm all about doing. Uh, okay, uh, other main characters. Uh, Tails the Fox is Sonic's main sidekick. Um, he's his real name is Miles Prower. One of the few characters in the series that I know has a first and last name. Um, he is a little yellow fox boy. He's a twink and he's got two tails. And for some reason that is not entirely explained, uh, and it's probably better left that it's not, having two tails means he can fly by spinning his tails like helicopter, like a helicopter propeller kind of thing. Despite the fact that his tails are presumably attached to his spine. So how the fuck is he spinning them endlessly? Ow. Yeah, it's it hurts to think about, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he just does it. That's just how it works. It's the same. It's the same way Sonic just has one giant eyeball that we never really like. <laughs> Wait, what? Look at Sonic's design. Like, take a good look. He doesn't have separation between his eyes. Hang on, I'll look it up. (laughs) Yeah, one eye just goes into the next. Holy shit. That's so <laughs> weird. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Nothing makes sense in this series. Why? <laughs> so it's like he's just got one giant mono eye, but it has two fucking pupils in it. Ah, <laughs> uh, so disgusting. Weird. Horrendous. Speaking of disgusting and horrendous, uh, uh, we're going to be talking about his movie design, don't worry. Uh, But I want to talk about some more of the characters first. Uh, All right, Knuckles the Echidna. Um, He's sort of one of the arbiters of the most, one of the most classic mainstays of um, Sonic the Hedgehog, which is the Chaos Emeralds. Uh, Knuckles is some sort of native stand-in and he was pro- like like he's like Aztec or something I don't fucking know but he was protecting like a ziggurat that had a chaos emerald at the top and it wound up causing him to come to blows with Sonic and them when it got stolen but he would later join their team uh he's more known for his strength uh while well, Sonic is more known for his speed uh but Knuckles has that name because his weird white glove hands also have like a couple of spikes on the knuckles, so he like stabs you as he punches you, I guess. Um, 
there was a there was a thing a while back where somebody made an ass out of themselves by taking humanized versions of um of the main trio there sonic tails and knuckles that someone else had drawn and was like i fixed it for you and made knuckles black and then went on to be like he's obviously black coded which led to a lot of people be like why what <laughs> makes you think he's so obviously black coded and the person wound up sounding really racist because they were like he's got dreads damn that's it is that all <laughs> is that what you boil the black experience down to is having dreads what the fuck you know you know there are other non-white cultures that also have dreads right like jesus so uh what, what i'm saying is look you can think characters are coded to whatever you want but he's a fucking red echidna. Let's not get too up in arms about what other people think that he is, okay? Also, uh, <laughs> do you know about the horrors of the... No. Do I uh, want to? Uh, I mean, you you might think it's funny. Uh, echidnas, right. have, echidnas have four penis heads. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> why look that's just one of the things you learn enough when you spend enough time interacting with the sonic fandom that's all i gotta say all right <laughs> mother nature is a fucked up bitch and she gave the echidna four dickheads well, why makes for what happen. purpose how does it how does it affect intercourse? I don't know, and frankly, I don't need to know any more than just the fact that it exists. <laughs> Rogue the Bat. Goddamn those titties. I don't know. She's she's hot. <laughs> I would fuck Rogue the Bat. Mood. I really don't got anything else to say. <laughs> uh, Amy the Hedgehog what a fucking psychopath she is she like okay i should say it it apparently depends on the version i guess originally amy was a much more sensible person and in more modern times they're trying to make her more sensible again but for a long stretch of time her one defining trait was give me that dick sonic <laughs> she was like sonic's biggest fan and sort of like easy for him and would get crazy jealous when other girls interacted with him it was weird um there's so many fucking characters there's like vector the gator big the cat blaze the cat blaze is another one i would fuck uh uh fucking there's some b i don't know his name uh there is both cream the rabbit which <laughs> right uh <laughs> and uh what vanilla the rabbit i can't remember um is like her mom or something uh gamma who's just a fucking robot i don't know the deal there uh silver the hedgehog but one of the main ones is the legendary shadow the hedgehog who in his first solo game run uh came out riding a motorcycle and dual wielding uzis isn't this like 
About running, not guns? No, with Shadow, <laughs> he was going full Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> he, like, that's not a meme. He used guns in his debut game. Well, I, I shouldn't say his debut game. It was his solo game, Shadow the Hedgehog, in fucking, I, I think it's 2005. Like, he literally, the opening cinematic has him, like, loading an Uzi. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, he's, uh, yeah, it wasn't his first time appearing, but, you know, people were like, he's so much edgier and cooler than Sonic, who is already pretty fucking edgy to begin with. Um, uh, his whole thing is a cultivated life form. He was designed to be the ultimate life form. Why is the ultimate life form a hedgehog? I don't know. Why? <laughs> The universe works in mysterious ways. <laughs> uh, yeah, it gives four dickheads and, you know, Tails has his helicopter spine going on, so uh, whatever. Um, Sonic with his giant mono eye, so why not? I guess the dominant... Like, like it's like that uh, meme with the fucking transcendence guy. Uh, <laughs> you know, it starts with, like, tiny brain, it's like uh, man is the ultimate life form, and then it's like monkey, and then it's like no dolphin and it's like well actually crab because everything's evolving to be a crab and then the final transcendence guy is just black hedgehog <laughs> um yeah uh he i don't even remember what his fucking point is was he like designed to fight sonic i can't fucking remember because, like, everything was designed to fight Sonic. Fucking Metal Sonic literally is just a robot version of Sonic that's specifically designed to fight Sonic. So what the fuck? Uh, seems redundant. It's almost like they've been trying to make the same fucking story for the past 20 years. I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Shadow eventually wound up being Sonic's ally. He is literally Vegeta. That's all you really oh. gotta know. Okay. <laughs> exactly the same thing. It's like, I'm like you, but angrier and edgier. Now let's both turn Super Saiyan. Which, by the way, did you know that they can both turn Super Saiyan? Because let me say it again. Both Sonic and Shadow literally turn golden by gathering things. Oh my god. <laughs> like, you know how there's seven Dragon Balls in Dragon Ball? Yeah. Uh, remember that Chaos Emerald deal I told you about? Yeah, there's seven of them. <laughs> and when they get all seven, they turn into Super Sonic or Super Shadow, where they turn golden. I wonder where they got that idea from. Right? It's so original. <laughs> Fucking dude, like, it's it's insane to me that this is a real franchise that hasn't died already like because everything is like just a worse version of something else like sonic as a franchise feels like there's companies that specifically make quick shitty movies to look like another movie that came out recently that was popular and it goes straight to dvd yeah like if uh if there was like like the movie the movie Bolt, 
that that Disney movie about the super dog or whatever, like you would see, you would go into fucking Walmart and you would see Jolt. <laughs> yeah, they made a Fast and Furious one. Thought that was funny. Of course they did. <laughs> it was called Need for Speed. Oh, <laughs> rip. <Sorry. laughs> um, but yeah, this franchise is like that for other better things. <laughs> Like Dragon Ball Z, Mario, etc., etc. Um, if even like Robotnik, like Eggman as a villain, is like he—he's not even like the best like mad scientist character of that sort of era. Uh, but I think it's in some ways. Because it's such a meme franchise, it's actually given it more staying power. Because a lot of people just love to keep it alive so we can continue making dumb jokes about it. Mm. Um, there's, a, there's a YouTube channel called Real Time Fan Dubs, where it's just a group of friends, which from, from my understanding, they would get around, they would boot up a game, they would go, okay, you play this character and this character, I'll do this, this, and this character. And they just decide to dub them, right? Um, and there's a famous one of them playing uh, one of the Sonic games. And uh, <laughs> there's a bit where, um, uh, what is it? Uh, Eggman is like arguing with Shadow and Shadow says that like he fucked Eggman's wife or he sent dick pics to Eggman's wife or something um and then scene like in the game it's of Eggman making an announcement to the world and TV screens everywhere are showing it and he like makes a like laser with like the shape of his like like the platform is the shape of his face and he's got a pointy nose so there's like a spike that comes out of it and it shoots a laser and it blows a chunk out of the moon um, and, uh, and in the fan dub, he's like going off on a big rant to worldwide television. And he's like, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, you know, wanted to send, or fucking Shadow the Hedgehog wanted to send dick pics to my wife. Well, he's got a tiny little hedgehog dick and, uh, check out how big this fucking dick is. Boom. And it's a big spike. It's just like, I'm going to piss on the world. And he's fired beam and people see it like traveling through the sky it's like but no i'm gonna go beyond the world i'm gonna piss on the moon take my laser piss <laughs> Some dumb shit like that is what the sonic the hedgehog fandom is um in in many ways i think the absurdity and stupidity of franchise is what is keeping it alive because None of it is good enough to to like last. Again, the mm. gameplay. There's some games that are good. Hell, I would say some games are really, really fun and good. That are bad. The the cartoons. It's like they are serviceable, but even Sonic Sat AM, which is easily the best one, had the misfortune time of shit like Spider-Man the animated series, Batman the animated series, fucking Mudrats, 
like there was such good TV on at the time. So do you know how many times I actually found myself watching Sonic? I think I did it once. (laughs) I think I sat down in my living room, watched Sonic on the TV once. Uh, Because like, you know, I could watch Sonic. I could watch Gargoyles. Uh, side note, if you got Disney Plus, watch Gargoyles. It's a rad fucking show. What's it about? Because I haven't heard about it. Uh, it was a show that came out on Disney in the early to mid-90s. It was like their first touch of like, can we actually make stuff that's a little bit for kids in a TV series? And it worked. It's about gargoyles, like medieval gargoyles who would protect a cat. But, um... One of them betrayed the other, made a pact with the sorcerer, and like cast a spell on them to where they they were trapped in stone. Uh, and this we said, until the day that this castle reaches above the clouds, you will never escape from stone. So cut to mid nineties New York City. This eccentric like millionaire, um one of the tallest skyscrapers in New York and he specifically bought these statues, put them on top, and then when the moon came out, they all finally came out so we're just in New York City in the modern day um, and they wound cool. up yeah, it was kind of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where they would fight a bunch of random like monsters and villains and stuff that would just pop up in New York uh, oh Huh? By the way, I watched Big Hero Six. Oh yes, it was really good. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Fuck Sonic for a second. All right, tell me all about it. <laughs> no, it was a really good movie. And then I saw that there was a show, and I was debating on watching that too. I I also am. Check it out because uh, there's actually getting ready to be a second show now. <laughs> they uh they made that first one, um, but they're also about to come out with a series on Disney Plus called Baymax. Ooh, yeah. All right. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh god, I'm so excited. Big Hero Six is such an underrated fucking movie. It had the misfortune of coming out around the same time as fucking Frozen. Uh, and either you were a little kid who loved Frozen and so you didn't care about this other movie because you wanted more Frozen or you were an adult who was so sick of hearing about fucking Frozen and when you hear about the next Disney movie to come out you're like no we're not doing it <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah uh, it, like the, the scenes with like Tadashi and everything uh, like fucking kill me emotionally it, it's so it's a it's a rough um like it's very emotional yeah. and yeah. uh baymax is you know super lovable and i think hero is one of my favorite main characters in one of these disney movies he's great i wasn't um, expecting the villain to be the spoiler alert the professor yeah. though <laughs> yeah it, it was really good because it really did catch you off guard i've seen like video essays talk about um 
Disney from the early to mid 2010s having problems with their villains. It's like, yes to Frozen, because like there was literally no reason to ever think that Hans would be a villain because literally even in his private moments, he was written as he was just a good guy. And they decided to make him the twist villain because, because of corporate meddling, because he was originally written to just be a good guy. And Elsa was going to be the quote unquote villain of that movie where it was going to be a tragedy where would like be at odds with each other because of the circumstances. But they were like, no, that's too difficult for kids to, you know, go through. We want the two girls to get along. I know. Let's make the boy bad. Uh, but, like, with the professor, it totally made sense. Like, I didn't feel gypped. Yeah. So. I, I am upset that the corporate dude didn't turn out bad, though. <laughs> yeah. He just comes off as someone that you want to hate, you know? <laughs> um, Detective Pikachu does something a little bit similar where they give you an obvious um, corporate uh, stooge toady dude to, like, be the villain. And it turns mm -hmm. out the guy who seemed to be nice winds up being the villain. And the corporate dude is, like, kind of a prick, sure, but by the end, when, like, shit hits the fan, he actually helps out. And uh, that does humanize him. Now, would I say that in today's climate, we should be humanizing corporate people? Nah. Not really. <laughs> I feel. You only got there from stealing wages from your workers. Oh, snap. Did I make this about communism again? You bet your ass I did. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, Big Hero 6 is great. Any of you who haven't watched it, go check it out. And with that, I for once remembered to put in an ad break. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I literally just popped up in my mind. Oh, God, I'm learning. I feel like I'm seeing the code of the Matrix. Like, in front <laughs> of um. Fucking, where's Lawrence Fishburne when I need him to talk about me beginning to believe? Uh, all right, so back to Sonic the Hedgehog, though. Let, since we were talking about movies anyway, let's talk about that horrendous movie design. <laughs> Did you see I, that when it came out? I love the fact that the internet bullied them into changing it. <laughs> it, was, it was absolutely deserved. That was one of the most it was disgusting. horrible. Oh god, it was like I have it in front of me right now. I was like, did I overblow it? it, it was it really that bad? Yes, yes, it was really that bad. Jesus, they make it look like this. <laughs> like his the the way his eyes, his teeth, his nose, his hands. Again, Brian David Gilbert made a point to be like those legs that he had look way too realistic it looked like he could have those legs if you just painted them blue um it's just one of the most disturbing designs uh and uh yeah as you said the internet just bullied them relentlessly like ah this is gross do it again take it back <laughs> and eventually they did 
and they redesigned the entire character from the ground up. And uh, you know what? After the redesign, I think he looked pretty fucking good. Yeah, I'd say. Like, I can't imagine if, if you're trying to go for a 3D quasi-realistic interpretation, you know, to bounce off of actual actors and whatnot in a physical space. I can't imagine it looking better than that. You know, for Sonic's design. You know, um, viewers, just for the record, this is him trying to give a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I look, I'm okay. I'm just Let picking on you. <laughs> yes, this is as good as you could do it for that style. And so I applaud them on doing it. The problem with me giving it as a full compliment is because I don't like seeing CG characters interacting with real people. It didn't work for the Smurfs. It didn't work for Alvin and the Chipmunks. It doesn't work for Garfield. Can we stop doing it? I think it worked for Detective Pikachu. That, yes, but that was also... It's a little bit different in that case because with with the other movies I mentioned, there's like one or two main, like, quote-unquote, mascot characters. And the the world that they're in looks photorealistic the characters that they're interacting with all look like normal people you could see in your day-to-day life it does not look like a world that they belong in but with detective pikachu rhyme city is one of the craziest most colorful and batshit insane like places like the people are real people and the pokemon are all over the fucking place which is another part why it looks natural because there's so many of them that, you know, they're like half of the environment. Uh, mm. But between the people and the Pokemon, the environment, like the set design, sort of builds a bridge between them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it it feels like both people and Pokemon could exist in this space. Where when you just put Sonic the Hedgehog in fucking Kentucky or wherever he is, it just looks like a cartoon character in the middle of a Google Maps place. Like... You get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm not describing it well, but I hope the listeners can get what I'm saying. If you if you make the realistic environment a little bit more cartoony, then it helps bridge the gap between your cartoon characters and your real actors that are on screen. Um, it's also why I actually never had a problem with the way the Speed Racer movie looks. I know a lot of people said that they took serious issue with the graphics of the Speed Racer movie. It's like, but everything in that movie looks ridiculously animated and colorful. That's just the world they're in. So when they're doing shit like making saw blades come out of their fucking car tires, the battle with shields that another car's tires are producing, or, you know, driving on the ceiling of a cave or, you know, having weird bubble baths that make them a cocoon as their car is crashing. Like, I believe all that shit because when I see outside of Speed Racer's front door, I see this Technicolor vomit all over the place. I'm like, oh, this is just that kind of world. Uh, I think that's a aspect of modern movie making that a lot of people don't get is 
the wacky shit can work and it can feel believable if you immerse the story in that sort of environment. If you, if you like, one of the one of the main aspects of making a good franchise or a good piece of media, I feel, is you establish rules to your viewer, and then you follow those rules, and make note that it's very special when those rules are broken. Right. So, uh, uh, an audience member is more than willing to suspend their disbelief. They know they're watching a TV show or a movie or a cartoon or whatever. So when a series is, you know, presented to them, the premise of the way the rules of this world work matters. In instances where the rules are broken, it needs to be presented as like, this is an exception to the rule. Let's take Avatar The Last Airbender as an example, okay? The okay. rules are presented. There are people who can manipulate the elements through martial arts or even dance-like movements. Now, if I showed someone doing bending in Dexter, <laughs> it would seem ridiculous, right? Yeah. But because this series, right out the gate, is like, this is the way this world works, you as a viewer are willing to go, yeah. That makes sense. And then the rule is presented. Each person can only do one kind of bending if they can do any. And you go, okay, I understand. And then they say the exception to the rule is the avatar. So you know that the avatar is exceptional and you're still willing to buy that there's a single person who can do all four kinds of bending. Um, whenever other exceptions are brought in, they are treated as though they are exceptional. When Combustion Man appears, you know, firebending with his mind, people are like, whoa, this guy's fucking crazy in the series. So you as the viewer are, are going, oh, okay, this isn't normal, so I shouldn't feel, like, jarring that this came out of nowhere, because it's not like they're treating this as though a sort of thing that's always been there. Um, and then to counter that as an example of doing bad <laughs> at following your own media's rules. Let's talk about the flash for a second. Uh, I don't know if you've watched CW's the flash. I have. Cool. Hey, can you explain how time travel works in that series? No, I really can't. Cause they keep changing it. <laughs> like, at first, it was like, you run back in time, you create a new alternate timeline, uh, and that's about it. Uh, then they started, like, trying to establish more rules, like, oh, uh, but, you know, if you do it too much, time wraiths will appear, and they'll try to hunt you down for, you know, fucking with multiple timelines. Uh, where are time wraiths now? Who knows? They just forgot about them. They don't matter anymore. Uh, at one point, it was like, Oh, you can actually run uh, to the future, but you know because you're you're not changing events of your own past, it's not a big deal. But then at one point in season, what like seven, I think it was, they were suddenly like, oh, except now if you run to the future, you might alter events. How? It's the fucking future. 
things haven't happened yet. What do you mean I could alter, like I could alter further in the future? Why would that matter to me in the present? Or or like and like I said, they forgot about time rates. Uh, they 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 changed the alternate timeline thing. Like there's a bit where, like okay, even mm, okay, Eobard Thawne got erased from the entire timeline at the end of season one. As far as we're aware, he just now does not exist in time because Eddie killed himself at that point so that Eobard Thawne could not be born, so he could not travel back in time. The paradox itself created a black hole, but when they dealt with that black hole, I guess it was fine. Time was just like, whatever about it. But then Barry goes back in time, interacts with Thawne from before Eddie killed himself, so he still existed in the timeline because the paradox hadn't happened yet, I guess? Okay, fine. But then later, he goes further back, and for the finale of season two, he creates Flashpoint by kidnapping Thawne the night that he was supposed to murder his mom, and then Thawne just gets away, and then like he's back in the present day. Thawne exists in the timeline again, but Eddie is still dead? Wouldn't Thawne existing again mean that Eddie would have to come back to life? See, this is what I'm talking about when they don't follow their own fucking rules that they establish. You you're only going to piss your audience off if you establish a status quo and then never stick to it. If you establish the world works and never stick to it. Which is why I think some of the modern discourse about the presentation of fantastical elements in otherwise mundane settings just irritates the piss out of me because it's like, if they make the story work if that's just what that story is then it's fine you can go along with the ride it's the same shit that bugs me about once again i'm gonna take a drink players who are playing the drinking game like the star wars issues when people are like how could leia fucking uh float through space uh without dying uh, fucking they're doing space magic what do you mean how you understand. Uh, they didn't uh show force healing before, and what Ray can just do it in episode nine. Yes, they didn't show telekinesis before episode five, and then they just did it. They didn't show force speed before episode one, and they just did it. Rules of Star Wars are that just a shit ton of force techniques that we aren't privy to, but. But it's all still under the Force, right? Force lightning appeared for the first time in episode six. And everyone was just like, whoa, that's crazy that they can do that. That's really cool. And then it became a mainstay of the series. And But if today's fans existed back then in, what was that, 1983? It'd be like, oh, so this guy can just shoot lightning? That doesn't make sense. That would be, 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 be. Shut the fuck up. All, all this is to say, like, Sonic looks fine on screen, but he is the only thing that looks like him. And I don't think it, the only times that it works well is when you're specifically doing a story of like, they're from another world or another reality and they happened upon being in New York. But I'm also sick of that. We've done that shit so many times. I'm just, I'm tired of that plot point. Fictional character shows up in the real world. 
They did it with the Smurfs. They did it with who else did they do? there was another one that they did it with. I can't even remember. I'm sorry. I know that was a big like No, you're uh, fine. I'm trying to actually think who else did it. <clears throat> I know there was another one. There was another movie where oh it was Fat Albert. <laughs> I was thinking of Scooby-Doo. No, he's treated as like just he lives in that world. I'm talking specifically where it's like they're doing the thing where it's like this is the real world. This character is a fictional character, except, uh uh-oh, they wound up in our world. Like there's literally a part in the Fat Albert movie where Fat Albert meets Bill Cosby, who voiced him, and Bill Cosby faints. Oh, (laughs) Maybe somebody roofied him. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but yeah, because the, the joke was that it was shocking that uh, a person that he voiced was like a real person now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Let's talk about furries. Uh <laughs> I think furries get a bad rap. <laughs> um, I know I it's like it's very like base. It's very uh, like low hanging fruit on the internet to joke about furries. Uh, but honestly, like from mine and many people's interactions from what I see, Furries are some of the nicest people. (laughs) Like, did you know that there was famously, like, a story where some guy started assaulting a homeless man and, like, there was a furry convention in town, so a few people in fursuits happened by, and they just started beating the shit out of that guy to protect the homeless man? Damn. (laughs) I couldn't even imagine trying to fight someone in a fursuit. (laughs) terrifying <laughs> to imagine um man you don't know what kind of things they got hidden under that coat of fur like <laughs> i follow a lot of furries on tiktok i think i have a good idea <laughs> uh that that man learned what bad dragon was <laughs> um I feel like there are a few things that will both hurt you physically as well as like emotionally than getting smacked with a thick like rubbery dildo. Cause like it's gonna slap against your face and it's gonna really sting, but you're also just gonna be like, ooh, I feel violated. <laughs> um anyway. Uh the but like okay. I it's difficult for me, right? Because like one of the other things that irritates me with the way people act online is the way people act online in regards to fictional characters in general. Furries mm-hmm. got a lot of it in the early to late 2000s. And it, it it's all centered around, like, this idea of, like, oh, that kink you have, that that fictional thing you like, I think it's gross, and so I think you're a bad person. 
uh, because I'm now going to assume that you like that thing in real life. There was a big push during those, you know, earlier days of the internet where people were calling furries zoophiles. And that's a big difference. <laughs> it's a huge difference. If I want to fuck Lola Bunny, that's totally understandable. If I want to fuck a rabbit, <laughs> that's a problem, and you should call the cops on me. Um, like, I think I've made this argument before, but I'm going to make it again. It's my show. You're just along for the ride. Deal with it. Uh, like lately, I've especially on Twitter, uh, I've been seeing a whole lot, a whole fucking lot, uh, and this is all because of Tumblr blocking porn. Uh, artists who make their own niche kink shit getting assaulted by people who don't like that niche kink shit. If somebody draws, you know, porn of a lolly character, they'll get called a pedophile. If someone draw, draws, you know, again, Sonic the Hedgehog porn or whatever, they'll be called a zoophile. Fuck, people are getting mad at people for drawing porn of cookies. Wait, seriously? You know that game Cookie Run? No. Uh, it's a mobile game that came out recently. It's got, like, voice actors and everything. But they're, like, gingerbread cookies and shit. And they're, like, you know, they're, they're like, alive. So people will draw porn of these cookie characters and people will be like, that's a, chi- that's a child, you sick fuck. It's like, it's a fucking cookie! Do people not know about the internet rule 34? <laughs> I guess they don't. <laughs> Look, I don't want to turn this into a generational thing, especially because you are Gen Z, right? Am I yeah. really saying it? Okay. Yeah. I don't want to turn this into a millennial versus Gen Z thing because we all know the real enemies are the boomers. boomers. Uh, <laughs> but but I think that it's a it's a matter of younger people who didn't grow up in the earlier days of the internet not understanding that there's like certain rules of thumb that you just need to abide by to have like decent etiquette online. One thing is if you see artwork that you don't like, you Ignore can just it. you can block that person. You don't have to see them anymore. That's the thing. You don't need to engage with everyone. Learn to pick your battles, man. And it's it's the... I don't understand this idea where if you genuinely believe that somebody that you're interacting with is a sexual predator of some kind, why would you give them access to imagery of the things you, you think they are preying upon just to make a point? I see this again with the lolly artists where... People will be like, oh, you're a pedophile. Here, take a look at these. Do you like this, you sick fuck? And they'll show them pictures of real kids. That's like, what the fuck? If you thought that was a pedophile, why would you send them images of real children? Right. Right. Like, either A, the person, you genuinely think they're a pedophile and you don't understand that what you're doing is really fucked up because you're just giving them more things to prey upon. Or B, you are never being serious with your argument to begin with. You know that they're not an actual pedophile, in which case, shut your fucking mouth. It is once again this inability that I see a lot of people, a lot of people, 
minors especially, being unable to recognize the difference between fiction and reality. And I understand considering it as a red flag. I'm not saying that you can't be on the lookout for things, right? Because, yeah, there are some sick people out there who might look at some of this fictional stuff and, like, use it as a stand-in. But there's also a lot of people that just appreciate shit because it is fictional. I can play, again, I've said this before, I can play video games where I go on mass murder sprees and not feel any remorse and, in fact, feel happy because I know I'm not actually hurting anyone. It's like this idea of whatever you feel for a fictional construct, you must feel for a real thing. Like, imagine if I was at the gym and I saw someone hitting a punching bag and I started screaming at them, talking about they're assaulting this, you know, innocent bag of sand. And like, oh, would you go around and like have the same feeling of satisfaction beating up on like a child, you sick fuck? Well, no, because this is a bag of sand, not a child. It's a fucking cookie, not a child. If someone wants to stroke their dick to a cartoon character, they're not stroking it to a child. You can talk about it represents whatever the fuck you want and all live long day, but it's not the same thing. And so with furries, they already went through this where people would accuse them of wanting to fuck animals. And they were like, no, look, we don't want to fuck animals. That's fucked up. We care about animals and it would be fucked up to, you know, abuse an animal that way. We just like anthropomorphic animal qualities on things with human level intelligence we think that's hot it's our own like it's stuff we do in our own bedrooms why is it any of your business quite frankly and yet here we are in 2021 where uh (laughs) some of these furries now that furries are starting to be a little bit more accepted are doing the exact same shit to others that was done to them. Mm. And I'm just like, how could you have gone through that entire experience and come out with no empathy? It genuinely baffles me because you've seen firsthand how these fucking normies re will just not get it where they will make their own assumptions and they will attack your character without proof and they will confuse one thing for another and they will hate you they will hate you for what you're doing in your own safe space and what you get up to in your own free time uh you know hurting no other living beings and yet you would do that to someone else like, and and I should say, like, because I, I know people will inevitably, inevitably be like, don't you think that these are issues that maybe should be tacked in media? If you're talking about having a discussion about the way a TV show presents younger characters or something, that is a completely different discussion than what some random Twitter artist decides to draw on their own free time. Like, there was a big thing with the movie Cuties that came out on Netflix. Did uh, Were you aware of that? No. 
Uh, okay, it was like a year and a half ago or something now. Netflix released this movie called Cuties, where it was about underage girls um, acting like sex icons, like getting on like uh, extremely sexually provocative dance shows and whatnot. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they were like doing a lot of very adult oriented dances, like pole dancing or twerking, stuff like that. Uh, and first of all, right out the gate, a lot of people didn't understand that the point of the movie was apparently to draw attention that this is a real industry. This is a real thing that's happening and it's really fucked up. Like it wasn't treating that industry as a good thing in the movie. It was kind of a message about how we needed to stop it. From what I understand, again, I should say I haven't watched the movie, so every piece of knowledge I have about it is second or third hand. So please take whatever I say with a grain of salt. Please don't come at me in the comments or whatever. I'm I'm only speaking on what I know. From what I understand, it is meant to be an admonishment of this predatory industry, not a glorification of it. Um, but regardless, there was still the argument made of like whether or not it was an admonishment. The fact that they were so brazenly showing a bunch of actual ch child actors, I believe, like doing all of these provocative dances and whatnot, um, it made a lot of people very unsettled. Like, uh, made a lot of people angry that Netflix would allow this to be broadcast on their service. And that is an understandable discussion to have. <clears throat> because these are real children. They're not even real adults depicting children. Like, I think they were all, like, below the age of 18, the actual actors and actresses, right? Um, Damn. So it's actual children depicting realistic-looking children who are in these sexual situations and I can understand something like that. But again, if one random person makes a fucking drawing of, I don't know, uh, a fucking Bakugo pegging Deku's asshole or whatever. And it's like, there is no real child in this. It's not depicting a real person. Uh, again, they, their ages only exist as we conceive of them. So if someone's like, yeah, this is an 18-year-old version, then who are you to say, no, it's not? Well, you didn't make it, motherfucker. So <laughs> you can't say that. You can only perceive it however, because that's the thing. It's all fluid. One person's perception of art is different from another. And that's the point, right? Like, it's not real. So to try and impose your own viewpoint onto someone else and say someone else had to have that viewpoint and then say that it's fucked up when they didn't even have that viewpoint of their own. It's, it's like putting words in someone else's mouth. It, the, the, the entire, I don't know. I, I shouldn't be going on this this long. I'm sorry. It's just, it, it furries nowadays are are and I, I guess i should also say as a disclaimer i'm a furry like i yeah there's far too many anthropomorphic characters that i would absolutely 10 out of 10 bang for me to be like oh but i'm not a furry though no i i am i'll own it <laughs> i used I to have a uh, shirt when i was in 
want to say it was like middle school. Uh-huh. Uh, it literally just said furry fandom on it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Dude, I, I feel like especially my generation, we didn't have a chance. We grew up with like that chick from SWAT Cats and Lola Bunny and fucking Ratchet from um, what's her name? Uh, uh, fucking Chippendales, Rescue Rangers, or whatever. Uh, Who was fuck- uh, Crash's girlfriend? Because mm. Coco. Yeah, I think I'm not a, a huge Crash Bandicoot fan. I think that's her name. Yeah, it was Coco. Her though. Yeah. She was spicy. Yep. <laughs> uh, who is the who's one of the big ones? That, oh, um, uh, no, she doesn't count. <laughs> Sorry, I was about to say Jessica Rabbit, but she's just fucking a rabbit. She's not a rabbit. Miracle though is a rabbit, and I will fuck her. <laughs> um, she's also a muscle lady, so like she takes off several of my kinks. So whatever. Uh. What was I talking about? We were supposed to be talking about Sonic. <laughs> I'm just trying to remember how I got there. What, then we uh, got talked about furries and then how the oh, yeah. furry community was. Yeah. Yeah, look, I just think that the modern furry community is, they, they're like losing their way a little bit. A lot of them are still good people. I still see a lot of really... Uh, understanding and really supportive because I think that's the main thing it's it's a very supportive community in order to be a furry you really need to be able to tackle the idea that fiction does not depict reality and so as a result people are a lot more accepting of each other's kinks oh you're into bondage well I know that fiction does not equal reality so I know you're not really going out and kidnapping people so it's fine it's hot sure oh you're into like Vor. Well, I mean, as long as you're not actually trying to shove an entire human being up your asshole, then I guess it's fine. I'm I don't sorry, see- what? Uh, do you not know what Vor is? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it's it's like uh, absorbing a person into one of your bodily orifices. Damn. It's like <laughs> or shoving them up your coochie or whatever. I guess different strokes for different folks. <laughs> See, that, that's exactly the sort of response I'm talking about. It's just like you're probably not into it, I hope. But uh no. your <laughs> but <laughs> your immediate reaction was, well, I guess somebody is into that and you know, good for them. And that's <laughs> the thing. If we could all just do that, wouldn't wouldn't we all be so much better off? <laughs> and again, I'm not saying you should blindly accept anything. Again, if you find some freak out there who is fucking animals, arrest that man, officer. Like, 100%. But don't go flying off the handle over what someone likes in their own imagination, okay? Like, our minds should be the one safest, truly safe space we have to be as fucked up as we want to be. As long as we're not bringing that shit out into the real world, no one's getting hurt. Interesting fact about zoo files, actually. Uh-oh. What? It is only illegal in... I want to say it was 46 states to fuck an animal. That sounds like something that needs to be updated. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. 
now I'm afraid of which four states they are because I, I feel like I could find out that people migrate to those states every once in a while. I can Google it real quick. You know what? It might be better that we don't air that out there. Just like I know nobody's oh, listening. Yeah, but, you know. I'll send it but, to you later. Okay. <laughs> oh boy, thanks, man, because I really needed that info. <laughs> you know, what with me and my secret activities. <sighs> uh so I guess I guess the way I'll tie it all back in is to say, look, if someone is drawing porn of Cream the Rabbit, get over it. <laughs> I don't care if you think she looks like a little girl. She also looks like a rabbit wearing a dress. Get over it. If you don't like it, block that person. Then ta-da, you don't need to see any of their shit anymore. Move on. Let's Spending be honest, time- though. This is only a thing because the companies made them. Like Disney and Pixar and shit. (laughs) Again, I've got no love lost for massive mega corporations, but I actually don't want them to stop. Again, as someone who's very secure in the fact that I'm not hurting anyone, I like jacking off to hot characters. Go-Go from Big Hero 6 was a big win for me. (laughs) and also if anyone says uh that they found honey lemon more attractive then i'm going to fear them and i'm going to report them to the police (laughs) not saying she's ugly i'm just saying go go is right there all right um i guess is there anything else I actually have to say about Sonic the Hedgehog? Uh, do, 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 do. He had some serviceable TV shows. Most of his games aren't great. Uh, I always think it's really funny when they try to inject wildly different um uh, genres or tones into the series. Like, Sonic Forces was fucking hilarious because they tried to do, like, a World War thing. Like, like it's basically if Sonic the Hedgehog was in Modern Warfare 2. Really? Yeah, like, Sonic dies in a bombing run or something in the beginning of the game. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Stupid. Um, or again, Sonic the Hedgehog from 2006, they tried making it like a Final Fantasy game, which was bizarre. Uh, there's, what's it called? There's Sonic Unleashed, I think, where he turns into a werehog. (laughs) Like, like, he just has a more bestial version that he turns into in that game, and they tried to make it more dark and brooding, like a Beauty and the Beast kind of thing, and it's just like, it's fucking hard for me to take it seriously. It's goddamn Sonic the Hedgehog. He fucking... <laughs> uh... I, 
Hmm. I, I guess uh, I guess I'll ask like of of the Sonic games that I've mentioned, are there any that you're actually interested in? Honestly, I feel like I'd at least want to try the Final Fantasy one. <laughs> it's so bad. Why that one? That's one of the worst. And that's because it sounds more... interesting. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's it's like okay. There's like a girl. Who looks straight? Uh, I'll look it up real quick. Hang on. Um, I got. I had to just Google. So, okay, Princess Elise. Look up Sonic Princess Elise. All right. It's like E L I S E. Oh yeah, they came. Oh, I know that game. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I heard a really bad review of it before. <laughs> Doesn't it he try to have it. a love interest with the human? Yeah, that's her? what I said. Did you miss that at the beginning of this? I think I did, yeah. Oh. I must forget about it. <laughs> oh, that's so yeah, fucked. Like, like, he kisses her. It's, ew, it's weird. I don't like it. Um... There's like a big like Final Fantasy looking monster that you fight towards the end and it's just like it's like why why would you do this? This does not fit with Sonic the fucking Hedgehog. It changed my mind. I don't want to play it. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I was like, don't don't do that one. (laughs) Like there are games that are good, right? I hear Sonic Colors is good. Uh Sonic Heroes has its issues but some of the team mechanics are fun in that game and the aesthetic overall is pretty fun sonic mania is really good sonic generations is really good play one of those hell you know what if you want to make your own fucking sonic oc you can even play sonic forces it's stupid and ridiculous but it actually is a playable game which is more than i can say for a lot of them and i'm assuming these are all on uh, Switch or the Wii? Uh, some of them are on like PS4. Like Sonic oh, Forces is on the PS4. Alright. Um, uh, what's funny is that uh, Sonic Forces actually did a collaboration with Persona 5, so you can dress as Joker <laughs> in Sonic <laughs> Forces. Oh my god. Yeah. I got. I gotta look that up. I gotta see that. <laughs> Does he have a specific name, like Sonic Joker or something like that? No, or no, it it's just... it's it's your OC. So just oh. look up Sonic Forces Joker. Oh God, <laughs> he looks so I'm edgy <laughs> type of yeah. <thing>. Oh, <laughs> um, that's just like the default. Right, like again, it's your OC, so you can cuss it. Like that's a wolf, but you can make like a bear or like a cat or I think a monkey. I'd make a cat, personally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, but I should also say uh, when I say that it was like a crossover, it went both ways. Uh, Morgana in Persona Five actually has a uh, Sonic the Hedgehog outfit. Really. Yeah. It's like a little uh it's like a onesie he wears and it's got uh, a little hood 
that he puts up over his head and it's got the fucking sonic spikes and everything. I, I also see a picture on here that says uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Fighter Pass with that same picture of Sonic as the Persona 5. Is he in <laughs> Super Smash Bros.? <laughs> Who? Sonic. Yeah. Or, well, your own oh, OC. No, not, not your OC, but Sonic is. Oh. The, the reason they did that is because both Sonic and Joker are in that game. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Fighter Pass 1 was the one where they revealed that Joker was in the game. Okay. Um, I'm actually... I'm, I'm going to try getting Super Smash Bros. Ultimate soon. I've been meaning to. It's just, you know, bills and shit I've been having to pay. Is that the one with... Where they added... Oh, I forgot his name. Was it Zora? Yes. Okay. Like, I was already, for a while, I was like, I should really get the new Smash game for, like, a couple of years, and I just wasn't doing it. And when Sora came out, I was like, all right, I really, really need to get the Smash game. Um, I I actually played the first Super Smash Brothers when it came out. Uh, I think I was, like, eight. I was eight, and I was at my friend's 10th birthday party. And him and all of his friends got a turn playing Super Smash Brothers, and I didn't get a fucking turn. Oh, that's rude. Yeah. So I literally asked mom specifically if I could uh, get a Nintendo 64 after that, despite the fact that I had already had a. Um, oh, no, no. Uh, I, I didn't have. Uh, so mom was actually pushing for me to get a PlayStation because she had heard in the news that it was like the next big thing. But I was like, don't care. I want a Nintendo 64. Um, so I got it. And I actually didn't even get Super Smash Brothers. Uh, I got Kirby 64, the Crystal Shards, and Pokemon Stadium, both of which were great. But they weren't the thing that I specifically got the Nintendo 64 for. And by the time I could have gotten it, uh, it didn't matter because I had already moved on to having a PlayStation. So, mm. uh, so I actually didn't play Super Smash Brothers for like a few years after it came out. Anyway, that diatribe is out of the way. Um, I think we're done. I guess uh, to to close, I will ask you to name your Sonic OC right now. Okay. You're going to think I'm basic, but I'd probably just go with something like J. The? Oh. <laughs> J the kitten. Uh, well, okay. I feel like <laughs> kitten is, is going to seem a little weird because everyone else is called cat. So oh. I would... Okay. J the cat. All right. Um... I For guess. anyone, any of the followers who follow, Jay isn't my actual name, but <laughs> that's just what I go on for when I'm online. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people have already learned what my name is. Do you want to just... I, does it matter to you? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> oh. Go ahead, then. You can say who you are. I don't care. <laughs> my real name's Jordan, but it was Which... easier for me to go by Jay since the other co-host's name is Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I realized, because, like, 
we we actually go to the same workplace viewers and so i was like jordan doesn't know anything about uh anime and video games he can only really talk with me about superheroes i need someone who can talk about you know who knows anime jordan and so (laughs) (laughs) so i was like oh shit wait that means that i have two co-hosts with the same game uh it's just a day in my life All right, uh, I think we're about done. Uh, everybody, uh, you can join the Cape Corner Discord where we, you know, have discussions, and you know, I post uh, all the episodes in an episode archive. We have uh, suggestions where you can uh, suggest what characters you want to hear about. Um, uh, you can support me on Anchor. I. It's like it's basically the same as like Patreon, right? Like there's a little support button, and you can choose how much you want to donate every month. Uh, even if it's a dollar every month, you know, it'll help. I'm not rich by any stretch of the imagination, so I'll take it. Um, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Cape Corner. You can uh see Jay's uh Facebook page. Uh, sh- facebook.com slash shitposter of America I'll put the link in the description uh, remember you can listen to this on Google Podcast or Spotify or Anchor or uh, Radio Public uh, something like, there's like five of them um, is that it? yeah I think so Buy my merch. I don't actually have merch. <laughs> um, uh, next week. Next week is going to be a superhero. Uh, how many? Hmm. I might start doing like ice themed characters. Um, I really want to talk about Santa Claus as a character. <laughs> I mean, now would be the perfect time since it's December. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just trying to like figure out cuz like if not next week then the following week the episode will come out on December 26th. Should I should I do it before then? Well, regardless, I I don't know if you know this but Santa actually has appeared in like uh I think it's Marvel Comics. No, I didn't actually. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a character. So that doesn't surprise me though. Honestly. Yeah. Knowing half the shit what Marvel and DC have done, that doesn't surprise me. Right? I mean they also have Hercules and he's gay for Wolverine, so like why not, right? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Alright, I guess that's about it. Uh I hope you guys enjoyed uh, hearing about uh, this little blue bastard and my probably exact same rant that I've already gone on before about people not being able to differentiate fiction from reality. I'm sorry. Look, guys, I don't want to keep talking about this stuff. I just also don't want to have to keep seeing it every time I log into fucking Twitter. The day when people stop 
losing their fucking minds over a drawing is the day I can stop talking about people losing their minds over a drawing. Yeah, but let's be honest, you're on Twitter, though. That was my first mistake. I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) All right, everybody. Um, I hope you all have a good rest of your day. Stay strong, stay true to yourselves, and remember, we can all be heroes.